launching from an ether port at RBN, cruising at light speed. Here's your host, Steve Stars. Well, welcome everybody to the show today. Steve Stars here with you again, and glad to be with you on a Monday uh, here on RBN. It's always good to be back. Uh, so much going on. Uh, a lot of it is frantic, of course, uh, as we approach the end of this month and what they call Halloween, right? Uh, but uh, cold weather where I'm at, I don't know where it's at, uh, what it's like at uh, where you are. But, hey, uh, we're, we're getting through it, getting out of it. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we're going to just keep at it, friends, because that's all we can do. We are the people who are going to make things change here, and we're going to keep at it until we do. Uh, I uh, kind of got into a debate with a guy on a you know, on, on a Substack discussion, he was saying 90% of the Germans uh, voted in or followed Hitler. And I said, actually, uh, Hitler only won with 43.9% uh, of the vote in 1933, the same amount that Bill Clinton got, by the way, in 1992. Um, so, you know, there really were a lot of people who didn't follow Hitler, but they were coerced by the media as you know, they're the media that lies, and they, they cooperated with it. Uh, they didn't like it, some of them. I actually have friends who had survived that entire thing. Uh, they were uh, Christian people. Uh, they didn't like uh, Hitler very well, but they were stuck in the situation, and they lived through miraculously the bombing in Berlin, the, the huge fire bombing in Berlin. Came up out of the uh, rubble, and there were people who were just dead in the streets everywhere, but surprisingly everybody in their family was fine and the people in their church were all survivors as well but that wasn't the end of it the russians came in and conscripted them into slavery over in east germany so they stayed there for quite a while as well and uh, had to get out of that mess and eventually got out of east germany before the wall came down of course but i guess the point i'm making is is that uh the good people are going to survive. We are going to make it. We're going to get through this. A lot of people are going to fall on your right and on your left because they're being sucked in and being misled, but they're not paying attention to what's going on close enough. We're going to look out for each other, and we're going to make things happen. Hey, I intended to have uh, my good friend Popeye on the show today, but he had to go in for a doctor's appointment. He's got a heart monitor right now. Amazing man. He has uh, survived a lot of things. Those of you who know Popeye, uh, he's got uh, Rabbit Hole Radio on uh, Rumble right now. Go to Rumble and look for Rabbit Hole Radio. He's putting up a lot of the shows that were taken down off of YouTube and stuff like that when the censorship came in and all that. And he's going to be back with us. So uh, hopefully maybe next week or so we'll have him on and uh, he'll be joining us. But in the meantime, check out his uh, check out his videos at Rumble uh, you know, Rumble TV, Rumble.com. And how do you get to Rumble? I guess you go to Rumble. And uh, you you know Rumble, right? Uh, get to Rumble and then just check out Down the Rabbit Hole uh, Radio or Down the Rabbit Hole with Popeye. You'll be able to see a lot of this great stuff. Also, uh, before I get too further along, I want to make a correction, a good one. Uh, I told you last week these uh, radio uh, stations that the FCC is allocating right now, Low Power FM, the applications were due by the 1st of November. They have moved that back now a little bit, so you got more time. They uh, Now they are going to take the applications in uh, December, uh, between the 6th and the 13th. The 6th and the 13th. So you have more time to get a radio station if you're looking for one in a remote area. Uh, they are 100 watts uh, maximum. 
Uh, you can reach about 20 square miles. I, I know the one we have out here reaches a lot of people, about 140,000 people or plus or more. A friend of mine runs it. It's one of the most successful. It's actually the most successful station on t- in town, by the way, out where I live in uh, northeastern Colorado or Greeley area, if you know where that is. Um, but, yeah, you can get one of these. Uh, it doesn't cost anything to get the uh, application through. Essentially, nothing. Uh, you may have want to help some. Uh, there's some help that is available. You might want to make a donation to the person who does a lot of this, who does this for free, by the way, and does amazing work. Uh, but you need to find out if there is a frequency available in your area. And to do that, you also have to think about where you're going to put the transmitter and tower. Uh, You can put one of these up on a telephone pole or a cell phone uh, tower or a high tree. I don't know, a high house. That can happen sometimes. It may be a high rise. A lot of them are on high rises. Uh, But they they probably are going to set you back about $10,000 for all the operation and and equipment. You need to be a, a nonprofit organization. Okay, uh, so if you are uh, like, let's say you got a hunting group or a, a gun club or something like that, or, or guys that just uh, help out in the, the city or whatever, a church specifically is really good to have for these because uh, you, you can't advertise with them, but you can have sponsors and uh, sponsorships pay very, very well. It's kind of like, uh, you know, what to get away with when NPR, we pay all this money uh, to the National Public Radio Operation, NPR, and uh, all they do is advertise for big corporations, really. They, they, you just can't have a call to sale like, uh, well, you got to call in right now, 1-800-555-whatever, and then uh, the price of the product and all that. A, a call to sale is illegal, but you can always have a... Uh, you can always have a sponsor who maybe fixes garage doors, and you can say, well, this uh, portion of the program was brought to you by Joe's Garage Door Service, doing a great job. Listen to go to Joe's Garage in uh, kabukiland.com to find out about it. And, you know, it works, it works uh, just as well. You just can't have that call to sale. But, uh, yeah, if you want to get one of these, and the reason why I am promoting this isn't because I have anything to make out of it, obviously, but because we're going to need communications, friends, because uh, we are being infiltrated right now by terrorists, okay? The terrorist attack is already underway in the United States of America, and I think most of you know that. Uh, Some people have said a minimum of 10 million people have come in over across the border since the Biden administration took over and opened the gates. I think that number may actually be higher, maybe closer to, uh, I think it's possible it may be closer to 60 million. We don't know how many actually have come across. Some of these people are in destitute situations. I feel very sorry for them. I know about some of these people coming from Guatemala. I know about people who are trying to escape even from Venezuela. They're not necessarily communists or, uh, you know, Maduro, Hugo Chavezites, you know, if you call them that. No, there are people trying to get out of a situation where they can't survive. I understand that. And there are a lot of people that are trying to get here, but there are Iranians. There are people from Saudi Arabia. There are people from uh, Yemen. There are people from how many other places around there. And we have a lot of people from Europe as well. Uh, and so uh, there are uh, there are military aged men coming across the border and they're telling you their destinations and they're headed to various places. Now, we're going to have to get organized is what I'm saying. You know, we have to look at what's happening right now. We are being infiltrated for a takedown. 
That's what's getting ready to happen. That's why these radio stations are very important because you can talk to your community there. You can talk to, you know, your little town. You can talk to your community. You can also go online, of course, and radio is online nowadays. Would you would you think that's actually true? Well, look at RBN. We're reach, reaching people all over uh, via RBN. And, and thanks to you supporting the sponsors and taking the links and sending them out to other people. Yeah, we're reaching people all over the world. So the stations can be uh, online too. So you can people can keep in touch with you from various other places, and that's one of the ways that uh, these uh, stations have become so effective. Radio has become internet too, and, and actually, radio is becoming television as well right now because people are putting up uh, you know uh, streaming video sometimes with some of their shows and things like that. So if you want to find out about that, if you think you might be able to get one of these on the air for your community nonprofit organization or something like that 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 will work go to recnet r-e-c-n-e-t dot com r-e-c-n-e-t dot com recnet dot com and find out about it okay so you have until the sixth the sixth of uh, december a uh, day huh and uh then you have uh you know the capability of getting this uh you have about a week to uh, put in your application and then if they give you a construction permit you have a year to put the station up i have tried to do this in the past i worked with lp tv lp radio uh fm you know great little op- operations uh and a great opportunity for you right now uh, to get one of these uh, operational facilities that will help your community and will give you the kind of communications you may need in your area because we are going to have to get ready to take care of each other and ourselves locally. That's all there is to it. We're not going to have any answers on the uh, national scale. I'm not waiting on Donald Trump to come in and fix things, friends. Well, I, I don't know how that's going to turn out. I think we've good, got a good chance, but... Uh, you know, let's. Uh, we, we're going to have to do what we can for ourselves. All right, our community, our people. So that's why I talk about that. Uh, I didn't mean to get into that too long, but I do want to make that correction because uh, yes, last week I pre- uh, the, I went with the old date, but they've updated now. They moved it out the sixth through the thirteenth of December is when you got to get those applications in. So get on if you can. Um, let's see a lot of other things. All right, now it's heating up in the Middle East, of course, as you know. Um, There is problems with Iran. I think, I don't know if I talked a lot about Iran last week, but I'm going to go into it again a little bit. And then you hear that Erdogan, you know, Erdogan going, going, Erdogan. uh, He is, uh, he's stirring up people in, in Turkey of all places. And of course, he's not really all that popular. But these kind of things bring people into your camp, especially in Islamic nations. That's a big part of this. They want to do a lot of sword shaking and rattling, and that gets people uh, ideologically hooked into where they want to go. This is what happened in Iran, and this is why Iran's in a mess today, friends. But, uh, yes, he's threatening uh, to want to intervene in war if there is a war with Iran or if Israel uh, continues to, on this path. And I don't know why. I mean, what the hell good is it going to do him in uh, Turkey? But, you know, it's more about political and this is the way these people operate. So we'll, we'll be talking about that story a little bit in a, in a minute. But, uh, you know, I want to uh, play a clip that we have here. It is coming up, uh, just a short one from Biden, who is now talking about how Trump, he, he was warning that Trump was going to start a war with Iran. Well, I think he's been in office for pretty close to three years now. 
you know, well, not a little shy of it, right? And, uh, you know, as far as I know, the closest we've got to having any kind of conflict with Iran is coming up right now. Uh, we can blame Bibi Netanyahu, but at the same time, we're in the same boat because uh, the Iranians have been saying death to Israel, death to the USA all this time. They haven't backed off a lot. Again, this is uh, all about making these people in these little countries with a lot of cultish kind of following feel like they're big enough to take on uh, much larger uh, well, well, more formidable uh, op- opponents, if you like. You know what I mean? It makes these people feel like they're significant when their co- economies are crashing. We almost saw a revolution in Iran. It was very, very close during the Trump uh, administration. But let's go ahead and play this clip. It's only 23 seconds long. Here, take a listen to this. The world has changed because what Trump has done. And the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is, know how much he's misrepresented, know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said, as the walls close in on this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is there's a lot at stake in this election. The world. Wow, isn't that amazing? Joe Biden actually sounds intelligent there, you know? I mean, you can see how far he slid from 2020 when he made that statement. He is going down fast, friends. You know, and, uh, you know, it's been, come on, man. You know, that's that's about all he can do these days. Uh, the guy has lost his mind. He is the one that is endangering the war right now because things were getting ready to change in Iran before all this started while Trump was in power. He kept us out of these problems. We would have never seen what happened and what is continuing to happen in the Ukraine under Trump. I can guarantee you that. I know that very well because he was quite well aware of the how the color revolution was uh, implementing problems along that lines, and, and it wasn't going to work. And he, he could see that very clearly at the, in the beginning. Uh, now, the Mideast policy, you know, I don't know whether he actually helped or Heard it, you know. We'll talk a little bit about that. Maybe you want to call in and complain, or or, <laughs> or say what you're what you feel. That's okay. It's about uh, talk radio, right? But anyhow, we can uh, we can look into all of these things and a lot of good stories up there right now uh, with uh, Erdogan threatening invasion of Israel if Netanyahu calls for a total Gaza bloodbath. Now, this isn't a war against Iran. This is the fight against Gaza in the south. Uh, I could go into a lot of things about this. And, you know, there's some problems with every side of the arguments. If you support Israel, if you support Gaza, if you support Erdogan, if you support uh, Iran. I mean, uh, there are a lot of people in this mix and madness. Okay, so uh, we have to kind of look at it from the standpoint of how how do we get involved and how do we stay out of it or how do we see if we can do something to implement something that will uh, stop what is eminently becoming a World War Three scenario. Okay, Um, people have talked a lot about that. I've heard people tell me everything from the uh, the standpoint of that Netanyahu is crazy. He he created this false flag situation with the Israeli uh, intelligence IDF lockdown or shutdown, as it was uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, they what did they do? They stood down. When this attack took place, it looked fishy. It looks artificial. 
there are some reasons why that happened, and it, it was uh, something that was known as a hazard, as a possibility, but there were real fighters involved in this, too. So that uh, wasn't something that I think was altogether a Netanyahu division, uh, d- device, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there were some people that, that are in the Gaza area, and I can tell you this right out. I have said this before. The Palestinian leadership is horrible, is terrible. I think I agree with RFK Jr. on this point, not on all, but on this one, when he says the biggest problem they've had over there is the Palestinian leadership. You're talking about Yasser Arafat, who was not born in Jerusalem. He was from Egypt. You're talking about Mahmoud Abbas, who has been making money, and the people have been sucking a lot of cash out of that situation while stirring up a problem in these areas. These are not good leaders. Palestinians do not have good leaders, friends. I can tell you that right now. And a lot of people say, well, it was about the stolen land. Look, to be really honest with you, you need to go back and look at the entire history. I mean, even before 1918, uh, during the British era of when it was British Palestine and all that, there have been so many agreements that have been made that the people who uh, who had the option to take in some of those opportunities either turned down or as soon as they got into that location started a war. Seriously, seriously, you need to look at that over the historical perspective over the last 70 years. I mean, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, people's land and all that kind of stuff. But the real problem is nobody is really watching out for the protection of the people that are there. And they've been using this all this time. And, uh, of course, you can blame Netanyahu if you like. But, you know, you have a lot of people in the Mideast mindset that are a problem as well. You know, if you don't, if you don't, if you can't see that, then you're not going to see the whole picture. I can tell you that right now. I got to tell you a little bit about what happened in Iran. I think I might have done that before, and I don't want to be repetitive. But uh, I remember what happened uh, in 1978 and 79 with the fall of the Shah. The Shah was actually friendly to the West, you know, and uh, he uh, he was actually a supporter of Israel, which is one of the problems that led to his demise because the Ayatollah Khomeini, who I hope he's your favorite guy because he certainly isn't mine, if you like it like that. No, no. Uh, these people are fanatics, man. I'm telling you, you got to be very careful with this kind of mindset because they really ruined Iran. As I warned people in on the college campus when I was there in 1979, I said Iran is, is, is falling into deep darkness right now with this these people. They are not cool. They're not all right. Uh-uh. No, no. There was a bloodbath of Iranians that took place after that, and they have never been able to throw off that leadership all this time. So I am not a fan of the Shiites in Iran. And uh, I had a professor who was a hostage there, Tom Sutherland, who was, uh, I went to school with, uh, he was actually a, uh, he, he was the professor of meat sciences there. He was over in the University of Beirut. He was kidnapped for six years as a hostage of Hezbollah, which we can talk about a little bit too. But anyhow, we'll get back with some of these things. Stay tuned right here on Lightspeed. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. 
I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. for the troubled mind judgment getting closer as bob dylan says there uh friends it's a you know it's it's precarious it's a dangerous situation because we're, we're playing with more than just uh, swords and knives and spears and arrows these days as you know uh weaponry has advanced 
very, very, very uh, much, uh, if anything, uh, we can say about our modern age, it is that we are, we developed ways of mass murder that are far beyond uh, anything that we've had in the past. And, you know, it's not just the land squabbles. It's a, the international upheaval that can er, erupt out of these kinds of things. So, yeah, we're going to get into these talks and maybe take some calls, too. You know, I'm always open for opinions because I know uh, a lot of you are paying attention to what's happening. Uh, getting back to what happened in Iran in 78 and 79, it was actually the CIA that began the process of trying to uh, overturn or throw, throw down the Shah's uh, monarchy there at that time. And they were producing cassettes with, the, uh, uh, with these uh, fiery sermons from the Ayatollah Khomeini. And uh, they were being circulated quite extensively through Iran at that time, uh, thanks to the CIA and the United Nations. Now, they had a problem with the Shah. The Shah had a very, very bloody and, and heavy uh, jackbooted SS, if you like, called Savak, which was uh, brutal. And this was part of the problem. Even though the Shah had good relations, well, you might think he had good relations, like uh, Batista did, like uh, Saddam did, like uh, Samosa did, like how many others, you know, uh, Allende, um, how many other great people have we had, or not great, but even substantial people in positions of power have we overthrown with our CIA? Well, what was happening was the Shah created OPEC, okay? Now, remember, the petrodollar was a big thing at that time. And when OPEC started, which was the, uh, you know, a configuration, you know, a cartel of oil-producing economic community or whatever they, the, the acronym stands for, people who were out there, Venezuela and others, and of course, it joined, who wanted to have a bit of a say on the price of oil. Uh, it was our oil under their land. You know what I mean? Our oil under their land. And they wanted to have a little bit more control of that. And that was what started all of this uh, during the petrodollar era, uh, this uh, landslide of problems. So um, now the Shah, being the big leader at that time, was the target. The CIA wanted to take him out of power, just like they've overthrown so many others. You know, John Perkins' book, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, as I've said before, he's a bit of a liberal, but he's right about a lot of the things that he has pointed out, how they've uh, basically used these economic hitmen to take out certain leaders in various places who have kind of over overworn their welcome you might say you know and look at people like noriega look at uh, batista look at the rest anyway getting away from that point i'm going to say that the shah had a very very uh, hard-handed uh secret police and this was really the biggest problem that a lot of the iranians had at that time because you know I have talked to a lot of Iranians, and uh, some of them are very, very deep into you know Shiite uh, Islamic uh, thinking. But a lot of these people are very intelligent. As a matter of fact, very smart people. Uh, the, the old Persian Empire, uh, you know, and I, I've gotten to know a few of them, and uh, not recently, of course, but back when I was on campus, I met quite a few, and they're very smart and intelligent people, and and they're very philosophical as well. They're very uh, they're open to a lot of ideas. Uh, and and so you had some really developing people in the Islamic world at that time. And the Shah, though, he was uh, very brutal in controlling things. And this is how it got out of control. And this is what, you know, sowed the, the uh, fertile ground of all this anger in Islamic 
terror that they wanted to uh, impose upon everyone else. It was a backlash operation, and and uh, the CIA was actually behind it. So uh, now they did have an opportunity to put a man who was a, against the Shah and opposed to his uh, his. Uh, uh, his whole policy, he was a little bit further to the left than the U.S. liked because he also believed that, yes, we did have to have, a, there had to be some more agreements and some better uh, sharing of the wealth, if you like, of our oil under their land. Uh, his name was Bakhtiar, Shapu Bakhtiar. And uh, I was advocating at that time, look, the Iranians need to they need to stay away from the fanatics and get somebody in there who is not actually he was a, a Shah opponent. They need to get him in there instead. Well, when I wrote letters to the newspaper, you can imagine how the liberal left responded, of course, you know, because to them, I mean, it was all about, look, you know, these Muslims are nice, peaceful people, and they're not going to hurt anybody, and uh, they have their rights and their plans and their, their religion, and you're, you're an SS Gestapo thinker, Steve, you know, and uh, you're, you know, you're trying to hold back the people's freedom, the people's freedom. You hear all that bleeding all the time, you know what I mean? You hear it right now, too, to be honest with you. And these people have no idea, because they've never lived in that condition. They don't know who these people really are. Yeah, it's freedom all right look at the way they treat their women mm, what a breath of fresh air that is right i mean not good not good hey we'll be back take some calls if you like to call in and complain whatever <laughs> please do stay tuned i want the truth you can't handle the truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth the secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin delivering faster and more effective results our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Gilad Atzman says the essence of Jewish power is the ability to prevent the discussion of Jewish power. Jewish power requires anybody in politics to understand it and know about it, but never talk about it. My awakening really sums up with the very best evidence, the facts and the truth about race and the fact that race drives history and the truth about the Jewish question. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQ, RS. This woman, she's like, oh yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago. And I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, you know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, you know, I mean, let's, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show.
Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultation are free and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-the number 2, keep it today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I love that song. It kind of gives you the right feeling going into this because uh, we're trying to be rational. We're trying to look at uh, answers. We're trying to find things that will work for people right now uh, and get away from all the hysteria that's out there. And this is the way uh, people are manipulated. We talked about how, you know, uh, Hitler was uh, elected with only 43.9% of the vote in Germany back in 1933. But once they get into power, friends, once these uh, psychopaths get into power, it's hard to shake them. And sometimes countries that drop into this kind of despotism never come back, at least in the generation of where, you know, it got started. And, of course, you know, revolutions like this, like this, this kind, generally devour the first uh, uh, first generation of those people who revolted, the brown shirts. You know, you know the story. As soon as the useful idiots are are used up, they're the first executed. So, uh, this is not going to work for anybody. It's not going to work. It didn't work over there. We have found all kinds of problems of things that happened in Iran after the revolution. I'm going to kind of finish up that story. But Bakhtiar, who offered an opportunity for Iran to get rid of the Shah and have a civil government, was uh, basically. Uh, he was basically run out of the country, and uh, they these uh, fanatics, these uh, Shiite Muslims, took over the Ayatollah and his bunch, and uh, then things were really bad, really, really bad for Iranians as well. They actually did try to; they were 
talking about a revolt during the Trump administration. The people were kind of gaining power again for a little while. It looked like Iran might come back, but uh, no, that didn't happen. And of course, that clip that we played earlier with Joe Biden talking about uh, Trump starting a war with Iran is exactly what he's doing right now. And it has everything to do with what's taking place with Hezbollah on the border of Lebanon and Israel there. Hezbollah is a group that was started by the Iranians. It means the government of God or the war of God, if you like. And uh, these people have been around for quite some time. And as I was saying, my friend, uh, well, my professor, Dr. Tom Sutherland, went to Beirut in, in, I think it was 19... Catch what year was it? 90, uh, 85. 85 it was when he became a hostage. Now, remember, we had already lost our Marines in that explosion at that time. So Beirut was not a very friendly place for Americans. He and Terry Anderson were held hostages for six years and finally released. He came back and he was very happy to be back. And, you, you know, he said, <laughs> if you have a bit of a Scottish sense of humor, he said, well, you know, uh, you know, being a hostage, a freed hostage is the best occupation you can never have. But the apprenticeship is a bit tough. <laughs> Tom Sutherland. Uh, but he uh, came back and he was a uh, fine state here and he passed away in 2016. He was 85, but a great man. I, I really uh, looked up to his uh, his uh, ability to survive. In a situation like this, he was tortured by Hezbollah and held uh, under threat constantly of losing his life there while he was there. So, but um, I mean, these people are pretty much fanatics, and, and why they'd want to uh, abduct a professor uh, who taught uh, animal science at Beirut is hard to say. But they blamed him as to being with the CIA, which maybe he and Terry Anderson were leaking information to the CIA at that time. But uh, Lebanon has really descended into a real problem because of Hezbollah on that northern border. They are not, uh, let's put it this way, Hezbollah is the real threat, friends. It's not Gaza. It's not Gaza. Gaza is full of people trying to make it and survive. We've had people like that on the radio shows that we've done here. I think maybe it was even here on RBN when we had a, a fellow who was talking to us on his phone while his whole neighborhood was being shelled. And you could hear these explosions coming in and blowing up while he was on the phone. And we were saying his name was Muhammad. And I said, Muhammad, you, you need to get your your family down in the shelter now. And he said, yeah. And he, and he, I mean, we were hearing these explosions going up. And he, they went down in the shelter while his home was blown apart. Uh, I mean, yes, it's very, very dire there. Absolutely. But the key thing is, um, this problem has been with Iran all along for the most part because they have been the backers of all the all the problematic things that have gone wrong with the, the settlement of these uh, people in either Gaza or in the other parts of the country where they're located. There's, I think, 2.3 million in the Gaza Strip area, another 300, 400,000 in various other places up the coast. Uh, why is it they can't get along? Why is it we can't have any peace there? Because certain people have designs on all that land, which is kind of a, you know, in my thinking, I think it's it's antique. It really is. I mean, if you read the book of Joshua and the book of Judges in the Bible, and you'll find uh, that what happened when the, uh, the children of Israel came into that land, they were commanded to drive out 
the Canaanites, drive them out. And that meant get rid of them, get them out of this area. And, you know, I think Netanyahu still has that mindset today. I don't think it's up to date, to be really honest with you, because at that point, God was really with the, the uh, Israelis, uh, the children of Israel, to, to clear the land out and set up something that's working. Today, Israel is still in a state of unbelief for the most part. Okay, I mean, this is not the uh, the exodus and the post-exodus, the conquest. This, the, the, I don't think the scenario fits, to be really honest with you. I think we're in a modern era. We have to learn to try to live with people and get along. And the old archaic idea of a ethnocentric uh, culture and and confine, if you like, I don't think it's going to work anymore. People have to get into the 21st century. They have to get to the point to where we can live and learn and, and agree with people because this old kind of old world thinking is what is fusing all of the problems over there. Now, Bakhtiar, as I want to get back to that story, he uh, he went to France at that time in Paris and even years later, uh, the, the uh, Iranians were still chasing him down. They finally assassinated him. I think it was in 96 uh, there in Paris because he was still a threat to the absolute fanaticism of these Shiite Muslims uh, in uh, in Iran. Now, Shiites only amount to about, uh, what is it, 15% of all the Muslim uh, population, but they're far more militant in their approach than the Sunni. Now, that doesn't mean the Sunni are altogether easygoing either. You can ask anybody who's uh, lived in or worked in Saudi Arabia, and I've had friends that have worked there with the oil companies, but uh, no, it's bad there too. But the bottom line is, is uh, they are the they have fought a lot of wars even with the Sunnis. The Sunnis and the Shiite have fought many many wars and battles, including one in which uh, Saddam Hussein was a party to on our side. On our side at that point, uh, if you remember what happened with the the gas and everything like that, uh, in in right post after the uh, the initial. Uh, Right before, you know, I think it was the it, the uh, that period of time when we had the oil for food program and all those other things that were supposed to work in Iraq and almost did. Okay, enough of that for a little while. But I'm just going to say that, all right, what are we looking at here is uh, now you have President uh, Erdogan threatening to declare war against Israel as, as Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warns of a long war in Gaza. The situation in Gaza is, how are you going to move 2.3 million people and evacuate them? How are you going to do that? Maybe what we need is somebody like uh, one of the big financier uh, Jewish people like Larry Fink to cough up $2.3 trillion, uh, trillion with a T, and help these people get relocated someplace else if necessary. I mean, maybe that would be a little more civil. Uh, I don't know why, uh, and I know, as you probably do too, uh, why they don't be? Why they can't actually negotiate? You know, real pro, real solutions for people around the world instead of a more of a, a problematic uh, clash, which can get out of line. 
So I didn't want to spend too much time talking about that, but it's in the news. And of course, you know, you heard Biden when he can actually put a sentence together talking back in 2020 that, you know, uh, Trump was going to start a war with Iran, which is exactly what he's done uh, right now. Uh, Iran is not cooled down because of the money that Biden promised them and then was cut off now by, as you know, the House of Representatives. Uh, things are not going that way and there's going to be more problems. And so you got, you know, spear shaker Erdogan now up in Turkey. Now, oddly enough, this also fits, as you may know, if you're acquainted with the Gog, Magog invasion that you read about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, major attack in the major world war in Israel, uh, Turkey will be a part of that. I'll tell you another country you're going to watch and you're going to see fall. Not just Iran, which was the first big uh, domino to fall. Then now you see Turkey's moving in that direction as well. The next one, uh, the next two that you'll you will see will be Libya and Ethiopia. Watch for this. You'll see this next. Ethiopia and Libya will be joining this alliance against Israel right now. And uh, that's coming very soon. Now, I'm not blaming the Russians. I'm not saying this is part of that uh, scenario that's going to happen immediately. I think this is further down the line because it's been quite a while now, 40 years since Iran went dark, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, nothing is going to happen immediately. And I don't think Erdogan is going to be the big leader of Turkey during this next invasion. But it mentions these nations as a, a party to World War III in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Uh, so getting past all that, we're, we're looking at things happening while we're trying to figure out what's going to happen here in the United States. I'm more concerned about what's going to happen to us within probably the next six months to a year. And that is we have the terrorists inside of our gates, friends. That's the real problem. They're here already. Now, a lot of these people, we don't know who they are because a lot of these people, are, like I said, are trying to get away from the destitute, the bad situations they're in. And a lot of them. Uh, are, are, are pretty much harmless and help and need help. Actually, you know, I, I'm all in favor of that. But uh, we are also looking at a situation where we have some very, very dangerous and well-trained terrorists who are going to be here in our communities very soon. They're going to be shutting down your gas stations. They're going to be uh, taking out power plants. They're going to be cutting off food supply. They're going to be rounding people up. They're not going to be able to control everybody, but they're going to be able to terrorize everybody, and that's what they're going to do. And uh, we have nobody at this point who is really doing the kind of job of surveilling these people like they should be. But there is some interesting stuff that's going on, too. At the same time, we have all this AI uh, stuff that's invading our lives and where this is going. I think you know a lot about that. The uh, the AI, uh, artificial in, intelligence operations, is actually a threat to our power grid, believe it or not, because these data centers are going to use huge amount of electricity. Oh, we've got plenty of that. We'll just uh, fire up the old coal-powered uh, uh you know, plants, won't we? No. Oh, well, we have electricity. We can get the windmills that are still working and aren't broken down in some heap of, you know, crap someplace where they won't deteriorate and just waste away all the money we spend on those. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Well, we have solar. Yeah. Yeah, sure we have solar. And that's enough to maybe meet a, a portion of our of our needs. But we don't have this, we don't have the energy for these AI centers, friends. Uh, we don't we're going to we don't have the electricity for them that bad 
And they're going to be building these things all over because they want to use this artificial intelligence for surveillance on you. And even Biden, believe it or not, has said we got a problem with this. You know, he's uh, also talking about. You can see that uh, article up on the RBN uh, website, RepublicBroadcasting.org. You can uh, look at the uh, article up there today. It's uh, posted. But no, these things are a real problem. Elon Musk has said the same. We're also facing a major sociological problem because of AI, because. We're not going to be able to police and control the amount of information that's being artificially constructed, either for a certain purpose or a misleading one, of course. There's a lot of things that are going to happen, and this is going to create a what you might call a, a language and a logic clash here, that we're going to have all kinds of machinery saying things to us that is completely out of control or completely misguided. This is another problem with AI, and not a lot of us have looked into it. I'm going to cover some of that stuff on my uh, Substack page. I really need to get get out. I need to do more with my Substack page. I'm sorry I don't, for those of you who have uh, been visiting it. Uh, you don't have to pay anything. You can subscribe for free. You get prompts and stuff. And then you can even comment, too. I'm just keeping it open. If you want to help me out, you can. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, I'm going to put some of that information up on on this concerning the real problems with AI and uh, what's happening. Now, we do know there are these uh, moves underway to examine what has actually been happening with the mRNA vaccine. This is something we fought very hard to get done. You know, I've been fighting against Anthony Fauci since 1992, explaining to people what kind of fanatic and freak he was. It's taken a long time, but uh, it's not just him now. It's the, the companies and everything else that have been involved with this. We know that there's a lot of serious problems with the, the um, martial law ahead of the awakening of the mRNA COVID jabs attack immune system. And we know that the numbers are showing the blood clots. We're showing the, the fatalities. People are passing away, famous ones, as you may know. I've had friends who have said that, you know, just losing some people that they knew that they watched on television recently uh, in, in, in just the last year or so, it's really affecting people. They're saying, we're, you know, we're, having, we're seeing a lot of people who are, are passing away, and this is part of that big curve that uh, Dr. Peter McCulloch has talked about, Edward Dowd, you know, former a- analyst with BlackRock and, you know, whistleblower. You know, we are in serious trouble because we're losing some of our best people too early. The rates of death are exceedingly high. Uh, insurance uh, statistics say this is a 800-year event. I mean, it's that big and, and that much out of proportion. This is not a normal curve that's happening. Myocarditis, uh, people suffering from blood clots, all kinds of various things are happening here. So... That being said, we have another problem here with the medical industrial complex. And look at the costs. Look how many people we put out of control or out of control, but out of, out of employment, being able to control things like this as well, while the news media lies and lies. Back to that 90% figure, friends. What causes the 90% of those people out there to go along with this? Well, most of it's coercion. Sometimes it's because they don't know, and most of the time it's because they can't get organized enough to repel it. We have to get organized on the local level. We have to get to your local sheriff, and I think it's about time some of these sheriffs come out and start organizing themselves and stepping up and saying, we are not going to put up with what we see coming here. 
We've got to get going. That's the kind of thing we need. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. This is Elizabeth McCabe, a.k.a. Lucky One of Truth Frequency News. I wanted to tell you all about Extendivite from HeartDrop.com. Y'all know I check everything before I air it. When I heard about Extendivite on TFR, I went to HeartDrop.com and started my research. It's got cayenne. That's good for blood and circulation. It stimulates the blood flow. It's got garlic, which fights bacteria like antibiotics, and it lowers the cholesterol and blood pressure. It also has milk thistle, which is the best detox for liver. I couldn't wait to try it out, and I'm glad I did four months ago. And here's the obvious results. My hands and feet don't get cold anymore. The varicose veins have faded too. My wrists don't hurt after typing all day. Now I tell you all this because it's true and I want you to really live life. Try Extendivite. Go to heartdrop.com and order it. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. everybody finishing up the last segment of the show today on uh, rbn Lightspeed with steve stars glad to be with you uh take the link and uh pass it out from our archives and uh, do support the network because uh we need everybody out there uh, we've got to keep it on the air that's why i'm a volunteer i i really you know i've been 
off and on the air here for years and it's always good you know uh, good friends uh, with a lot of people here and you always uh, you know uh, just wanting to support their work as well we got so many good people that are out there you're out there and you're making it happen because as again you know as we've said before it's not the force of the people that that are in power that control things as much as it is the alertness and the ability to the people like us who get organized and find ways to stop them. And that's what we got to do. You know, even Elon Musk has said that there's a danger of this AI. He said, you know, it's a real problem and uh, it's going to use a far more energy than people realize uh, with these huge data centers. It is going to create a convolution of all kinds of junk information. Uh, you're not going to be able to tell what you're getting. Uh, it's going to be written for, or written and uh, basically setting loose uh, fires of liars. You know what I mean? All over the place. Uh, Biden, under, if he said anything intelligent the whole time, he needs AI himself. If you ask me, but even Biden has come out against it, and he, uh, the people are starting to notice the real serious problem with it. Uh, safety and security measures, biological risks, AI-enabled fraud protection, and advanced cybersecurity programs. That's what they're looking for. Advanced cybersecurity programs, right? You know, like thought crime, national security memorandum, uh, privacy protections. Yeah, like they're going to protect your privacy, equity and civil rights. No consumer patents, uh, support for workers, promoting innovation and competition, American leadership abroad. Yeah, right. Uh, responsible government use of AI. Do you think? I don't think so. I mean, that is one big thing. And uh, that is what I'm going to put on uh, on my uh Substack, uh, stevestars.substack, if you want to go there. Uh, and if you want to subscribe, you get the notices. I don't send out a lot of stuff uh, because there are some people who are doing a lot of that. And, man, I'm just, just filling up my mailbox. I don't want to do the same thing as well. But uh, I am here to help you out if I can, and this is another way we can do it. So if you want to visit my uh, stevestars.substack site and become a, a, a subscriber, you'll get notices on your cell phone every probably once or twice a week. I don't, I don't like to do more than that because you know, you're busy enough as it is, but I want to make it good. And uh, we got to get organized, friends. That's all we can do. You know, here we are. This is where we uh, we dig in, you know, because it's going to get very intense, I believe, in the next six to 12 months with uh, what you're going to see is a, a an all-out domestic uh, terrorism invasion that's going to take place. They're going to be taking over gas stations to control gasoline. They're going to be taking over neighborhoods. They're going to be moving in in various places. They're going to be coordinated, and they're not going to be all one group. This is what is coming across the border. The enemy is within the gates now, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, you know, maybe uh, having a cashless society and digital ID chips will find a few of them. You know, we'll have to we'll have to pay for some things somehow, right? But I'm not in favor of that either. Uh, we are losing our country unless we stand up. It's up to us, friends. Stay here on RBN. Keep doing what you do. You know, let's have it uh, work together, get through this week at Halloween, and we'll be back next week right here on RBN. Bye now.
name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.